0: Hey everyone, it's me, Sean Capri, and welcome to episode 17 of a brand new rebooted We The Gamer Cast, hosted by WeTheNerdy.com. This show publishes on iTunes and wherever you get your favorite podcast. most Mondays. Took a little bit of a break last week, I don't know why I'm doing this radio voice, I can't believe I even just started doing that. It's probably pretty annoying for you. And now it's sort of halfway in there. Anyway, I uh, just wanted to let you know that last week uh, it was a vacation here in Alberta. So I took a nice little break from kind of any of my responsibilities, including this podcast. So I uh, hope you guys had a good time over the last little while. Uh, my last episode that I had posted, number 16, with my new friend Bobby Pauls, the geek guru. Um, ever since then, I've become quite involved i don't know about involved or i was gonna say the connoisseur but i i've started listening to his podcast uh more than just the one episode that i listened to prior to us talking and man that guy is just he's he's a workaholic obviously because he's putting out new stuff he's he's got a great new logo and uh just just living the dream i'm really i'm really happy that i had a chance to talk to him if he didn't get a chance that he's got some great stories talking about You know, picking up his first console and going back, taking a trip down memory lane. Great talk. So go back, check that one out if you guys like. Hey, if you got a minute, maybe you're on the bus, just on your way to work or to school or something. Maybe you're taking a poo and you listen to podcasts while you're pooing. Head on over to iTunes and rate this podcast. A great five-star rating would be just amazing. It's pretty much the, the only way to kind of get this thing out there, aside from you grabbing your friend's shirt and pulling them out of the Starbucks line and saying, hey, listen to We The Gamer Cast, because Sean talks to strangers on the internet, and it's kind of weird, but it's different, so maybe you'll like it. Aside from that, a five-star rating would be really helpful. I would really appreciate it. Uh, the last couple weeks, my wife and I finally got around to playing some co-op Borderlands 2, which... My guest, Brock McLaughlin, uh, my guest this week, we'll talk about it in a little bit. But there's nothing really else out right now. No real, you know, new releases that have captured my attention like, like a classic like Borderlands 2 has. And so my wife and I are just, we're doing doing what you do in Borderlands 2 co-op, I guess. She, she will be the one to clear out every single loot crate and... I'll be the guy kind of just running in like an idiot and she has to come and save me. So, have an absolute blast with Borderlands. We've got the two TVs set up. So, we're no longer doing split screen co-op. So, we've got side-by-side TV co-op, which is really the way to go. If you this is the secret to our marriage. I'll let you in on this. If if you want to have a successful marriage, um number 1, you both have to own 3DSs. Uh, I think that's a given. And number two, very close to that, number one, is side-by-side TVs so that you can both either game whatever you want to do or you can game together. I think this is like a no-brainer. I don't know why this isn't a normal thing. It seems normal to us, so I just wanted to let you in on that little secret. But I lied a little bit there. I said that there's nothing else coming out. And uh, there's there's a few games that are, are coming out. But uh, the, the other thing that has my attention at the moment and the the very... Second that I stop talking about this episode, I'm gonna go back to playing Fire Emblem Fates. This is probably the surprise, the biggest surprise to me since Persona Four. um I haven't been this addicted to a handheld since per- Persona Four, and I just am shocked at. Like I, I wake up and I think about this game, and I go to bed literally until, until I'm closing my eyes at night, and as my eyes shut. I close the clamshell of the 3DS and it's very poetic and beautiful. Having a great time with that. The story, the world, our art, music. If you have headphones, if you have a good set of headphones, play this game with those headphones. The music is absolutely beautiful. This is my first time playing a Fire Emblem game, so I didn't know what really to expect. I knew generally like the tactical kind of turn based combat and the turn based mechanics of it, um, but I didn't expect to really enjoy the characters and the storytelling. And even though there's a lot of, uh, I don't want to say concessions. Like it's not as, it's not it. Just the fact that all the dialogue isn't fully like, it's scripted, but it's not spoken. So you have kind of big brother all the time. You have somebody come up to you saying like big brother, or I understand. Uh, but it, it dawned on me while I was taking the bus playing this game that I actually especially i don't know maybe if it's just for handhelds but um some games can get a little too wordy and i don't know about you guys but i read faster than most people will speak their the dialogue in a in a voice acting situation and so all i really want to know is like what is their tone what is the what are they getting out are they excited are they mad are they glad blah 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 and so these little like little sound bites as the rest of the text appears at the bottom of the screen. Um, i I, it's because i'm sure because of localization issues where it's just too arduous maybe to to have every word translated and then and then uh and then recorded in a studio so instead they have kind of these interchangeable just words that introduce the the feeling from these interactions from these characters and again it turns out that this actually works better for me. I think that this might be, um, maybe just for some games. I think this is a way to, to to go. I don't really want to listen to somebody go on and on about uh, with their their monologue. If I can skim through and kind of get the idea and I understand that they're that they're excited about seeing me or they're upset about something or they're disgruntled or angered or annoyed or whatever. Pretty good stuff. I don't know why I went on so long about that, but thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. If you want to say hi, if you don't want to just listen, you can come say hi. Uh, we're over at the We the Nerdy's Facebook group. Just search We the Nerdy fan group at the top of the Facebook, you know, in the little the search bar. And uh, Andrew will let you in. Somebody will let you in. We're friendly. We're nerdy. Leave us a comment. That's where you can, I don't know, throw us a question. Maybe you want to be a guest on the show. You can reach us out over there. My guest this week is Brock McLaughlin. My first guest. Canadian guest on the show. I just love talking to this guy. We actually lost an episode we recorded a few weeks back and technical difficulties and whatnot. We lost lost a, a piece of gold, I tell you. But it was great. Um, that was a few weeks ago. I haven't had a chance to really chat with him too much ever since, but we caught up. Had a great talk just earlier this evening. And uh, I think... You'll probably notice us start to get a more, more and more Canadian as we go along. There's a, there's a couple A's that we drop. Um, I don't think we say a boot, so you don't have to worry about that. But you guys might get a little chuckle as we start to, yeah, we're, we're definitely Canadian, <laughs> especially as I talk to more and more American and more and more American people. I will jump back onto a podcast with a Canadian and go, yeah, we're, I mean, we don't like to think that we're really different, but we're we're a little different. There's there's some I don't know, dialect or some sort of accent. It's not it's not like flappy head, beady eyed for like South Park, but it's not far off, maybe. Anyway, Brock has it, he continues to impress me. He has so much on the go. He's got a, a website Brock D McLaughlin, so that's Brock, just how it sounds D and then McLaughlin, M C L A U G H L I N dot com what a cool website he's doing pretty much everything the guy i don't know how he manages to do it he mixes lifestyle and music and just being a geek and doing games uh he does pretty much everything it's really impressive and uh, i have a really good chat with him i really hope you guys enjoy it here it is my chat with brock mclaughlin
1: Soda pop guy over here, name dropping these brands, (laughs) but uh, yeah, and they had um, the actually they had the HTC VR headsets. I one of the only ones I haven't tried, and they were incredible. Really? Yeah. So they allow you to move around, and if you like go to a wall, or you're getting close to a wall, or a window, or anything, it'll pop up in your screen and it'll start flashing red, so you know, you know, don't go any farther. (laughs) You're about to run out the window. Yeah, right? You're just supposed to fall off your balcony, but it makes you actually feel like you're actually immersed in, no the, way. in the street. So it was cool. And they had, um, it was like the Google Pen or whatever. I can't remember the Google Tilt, I think they're calling it. And you could draw in the air and you just draw around and you could walk through your artwork and push it away. It was It was really trippy. Okay, talk
0: about that it captures my imagination like crazy. Tell me, like, what... So, like, can you see
1: your hand drawing it? Like, what's the visual look like? No, it's... So, it looks like it's... No, you can't see your hand. I don't think... I'm trying to remember. I don't think you could see your hand. It was more of a cursor. Like, you okay. have You Yeah, and you had two... I don't know what they look like the two Wii controllers pretty much in your hand and you'd move them over and you'd point and they had different buttons all over them. They were also 360 and you could spin them around and point them at your other hand and you could control it. So you'd have this big box on screen with all your paint brushes and your depth and what colors you want to use and stuff like that. I did, I, I tried it for about 10 15 minutes. I really didn't even get close to getting into it
0: no kidding i'm imagining some sort of like bob ross vr class that you could take <laughs> where you like look over to the left and there he is like walking you through it and you're like yeah i'm gonna put it on my virtual canvas here that would be incredible
1: i could totally see that happening it was just mind-blowing the fact that you could just walk through your paintings and you didn't like it, you just walk away, or you could paint on the floor, or the ceiling, or wh- pretty much wherever you could walk and look. It was it was a very interesting experience. So are you and sold
0: tra- on this VR thing? Like, is that kind of all you need to see for you to go? I'm all in,
1: and it's just a matter I, of which one. I really wasn't. I, I mean, oh okay. I, I've I've been watching. I don't know. I think I first had my hands on Oculus three years ago now, and it it was okay. It wasn't. It was really uncomfortable. It looked stupid. And it's really not that great. I mean, I already feel immersed enough in games as it is on my TV that I don't need to put on 3D glasses. But the HTC one was cool because you could actually walk around. So I'll give that one points. But, I mean, realistically, how long would you actually do that for? I'm not too sure. Right. I'm not sure. Like, I haven't
0: tried any of these out. I'm basically just going off of what I'm hearing from everybody else. But it didn't even occur to me that I couldn't get up and walk around with any of these other ones. But it makes sense. You're going to be tethered in one way or another
1: to yeah, something you just, just kind of sit there and you know look around the room and it helps if you have a swivel chair or something it's very odd and non, a, a non-stationary non chair but right yeah it, it doesn't it hasn't really done anything for me yet you're uh you're a fellow 3ds gamer right yes i have well get, i
0: want to i want to get into a few of those <laughs> games that are coming uh in a little bit but did you ever play like when 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 it first came out? You could get those AR cards, like augmented reality, and there was a game. I think it was called Spirit Camera. Uh, it was basically like putting a horror movie or horror experience within your own home. So you, what you do it, it was it would uh, it would turn on the 3DS's camera and go now have a look around. And so you'd be holding up like it's the, it was a great idea because it would superimpose like these these horror images of ghosts or monsters or something, and uh, whether or not you're looking in front of you or behind you, it would determine if they were going to appear for you. But so the idea was really good, but like I would never wanted to turn around like 180 degrees behind me, like I was laying on like sitting on my ass like playing 3ds i never wanted to once and but you had to you kind of had to change how you were sitting so i'm wondering if that's gonna come into play with with virtual reality where you know that you have to consider it is a 360 degree experience when you're in virtual reality but like what's your what is what you, what are you going to be moving how are you going to be moving when you're just sitting how you normally sit when you're playing games Right, and I just kind of want to sit there. I don't really want to move. <laughs> it's a I know. lot of work.
1: Like even trying to play through Lego Dimensions, which I just love, but you had to keep standing up and switching the character physically, and it was like, oh, this is so damn annoying. And it totally—you didn't? Like I don't want to play hey? it for very long. No, not at all. I mean, it was it was fun and novelty at the beginning, but then it just became so repetitive. Oh, okay, I, and I, I only just played to sit like the there.
0: first forty-five minutes or so, and I, but I liked. I like the Lego tie-in because I haven't... Like, Lego's one of those things that I, I always look at and think, God, number one, it's freaking expensive. Like, the actual Lego sets are crazy, it's crazy. expensive.
1: It's, so, it makes me so sad, too.
0: <laughs> I know. Well, I always want them. I'm like, those things are so great, but I'm not dropping, like, 45 bucks on this Lego set that's going to build me, like, a miniature TIE Fighter. But for right, some but- reason, I have no problem dropping $90 on the Lego Dimensions game and then $50 <laughs> for every pack. Like... Don't – my rationale for purchasing stuff is just like totally out the window and I totally get it. But for some oh, reason – Oh, yeah, I'm in the same
1: boat. Oh, okay. So like what's yeah. something
0: for you that like makes sense for you but you recognize it might be kind of ridiculous?
1: Oh, like I just went and got an, another iPhone on the weekend which is totally ridiculous because I have like a stack of phones. Like I literally have like 20 phones sitting on my desk. But I was like I need that iPhone mainly just for the camera too. It's just such a great camera. So, uh, you know, I just went out and decided to do that, a splurge.
0: So what was your old phone?
1: Uh, I was using a ZTE Axon.
0: Are you one of those people? I meet one of these people every once in a while where it just seems like you always have a new phone. I'm, a, I'm like, going by the contract where, like, now we're on two-year contracts, which is great. But, yeah. like, I'm not getting a new phone every other month. But I've known people, I used to work at, at here in Canada it was future shop at Best Buy. Uh, and people were getting new phones like every four weeks. I'm like, what are you? What is happening? How are you getting around what seems to be like <laughs> this, like locked in agreement that kind of keeps you tied to a phone?
1: Yeah, I've uh, I'm I'm the switcher upper. Uh, so you're paying full price for these things? Not all of them. No, for the iPhones usually, but most Androids here and there. I have a lot of other tech friends too, so we switch them out too with each other, so we can try them all out. Ah, oh, that's yeah. pretty handy. Yeah, I like you know, I like trying all the... Uh, Android has a lot of cool features and there just hasn't been a perfect Android in my mind, but there's been some really good ones. I, I agree. I uh, I gave it one shot. I had the Galaxy
0: S4, I think, Yeah. and that was kind of... I was a one-and-done kind of thing, but I, I might go back. I'm really interested to see about what happens with Microsoft. I, I would love... There's rumors going around about a Windows... Like a Surface phone... And just the idea of that, just knowing all the clout and everything that's going on with the Surface as a tablet and now the Surface Book, I think they've got a lot of momentum. And if they were to carry that over into the phones, that's a huge part that they've been missing um, because they just keep calling it the Windows Phone. And I think there's a certain connotation there.
1: But the right, Surface, Have you ever tried a Windows Phone?
0: I have. I've seen it. It looks clean. It looks kind of neat. But yeah, I, don't, I haven't heard good oh. things.
1: I hated it. Really? I just hated it. Yeah, it was awful. I can't remember the name of it. It was it was bright yellow though, and it was just dreadful. And uh, there was the nothing made, like there was no apps for it. Right? It was like it was so bare bones and it was just painful to try and operate. Do you game a lot on your it. phone? No, no. I I have a tablet I sometimes game on, but I find it really hard to find good mobile games.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I was wondering if you're kind of like me. I went through a phase where I was, I was playing games on my iPad and on my phone, mostly just to be part of kind of the community who's diving into that sort of thing. Like, I wanted to make sure that I was staying up to date on the latest games and all that kind of stuff. And that was an easy way to do it because they were free and you just quickly download them. And after a while, I'm like, I realized free that I was doing it only to do that. I wasn't enjoying really most of those games. What were you playing? I was playing, so th- these are the games that stand out to me, so these are bad examples of why not to stick around with mobile gaming, but, like, these are the games that are still on my phone. Uh, <laughs> actually, I'll, I'll, the first game that really told me I had a problem, because I didn't really enjoy myself <laughs> playing it, but I felt this weird compulsion to keep going back to it, was Simpsons Tapped Out. And
1: uh... I love <laughs> Simpsons Tapped Out. <laughs> I had to delete it from everything, because yeah. I was far too addicted to it me too it's a brilliant uh
0: uh uh, translation of the farmland kind of formula how long did you end up playing it for oh i i don't know if that thing had a had a counter (laughs) on it but like they they started to expand things they started going like to like the you had like a wharf so you built like a dock and had like a town basically on the water and gosh i can't remember i played crusty land Land i
1: I gave up. I, I I think I played for like three years. It was, it's been out for a while now. Yeah. i trying to do the math and I think it's been three years. I gave up in the fall of last year when they brought in this, like, ex- the rich, expensive zone that didn't make any sense. I was like, okay, they're pulling at strings here, and I need to, like, I need a break. They couldn't, basically, they did everything
0: but say, we know we're going to make money off of this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there was a
0: really terrible monorail tie, tie- in, too.
1: And oh, I didn't that back, see that one.
0: It was awful. I'm curious. I want to kind of like just pause and then download it on my phone and see where my town was at. <laughs> did you, so, be honest. Be honest. How much money did you spend on your Simpsons tapped out town?
1: Uh, I, I'll let you in on a secret. I had a. There's a Reddit forum that gives you free donuts. Yes! So, uh, I, I'd hang out there a lot, so I didn't really spend anything. That's awesome. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Yeah. So I had everything. Like maxed out everything. Thanks to the lovely people on Reddit
0: the kind of strangers I think I tossed them a few bucks because I had it was one of those it was almost like I had change left over in my pocket and I'm like well I guess I'll go buy something stupid that I wouldn't normally buy Like (laughs) I I had a couple dollars extra from a gift card and then I bought a game so I had like whatever it was two dollars that I put into Simpsons tapped out so I think I ended up somehow with that flaming tire the tire yard and then something else and I'm like this is so dumb (laughs) <laughs> like,
1: to spend like, real dollars on this. These freemium games just kill me. I just can't justify spending the money on them. Yeah. I, mean, so I spend somebody- money on a full game, but the add-ons I just don't... I can't do. Like I, I barely touched Clash of the Clans. I think I played that for about five minutes before I couldn't stand it and never got into Farmville. Mm-hmm. I've tried to stay away. Mobile gaming just seems like a huge suck of money. I know. And I'm far too, I have far too an addictive personality to, like,
0: <laughs> like maybe I'll just keep myself away from that for my own good. Um, some of the games that I like, though, that I still have are, like, Crossy Road and the Pac-Man 256. Okay. Those are kind of, those are decent. Um, I picked up Hitman Go, which just came to Vita and, play, and consoles, I think, too. So they've got a definitive edition on that one.
1: I've heard uh, really good things.
0: It's good. It's yeah. I don't know. Like I carry my 3ds and my Vita around with me all the time, anyways. Like I'm. It's so funny. I was thinking about it this morning. I so I'm 31 years old. I take the bus into downtown to go to work. Uh, But I'm on the same bus as the kids going in for like college and university, uh, because it's just on the road from where I work. So here I am, 30 plus years old gaming on my 3ds and i got all these kids surrounded by me and they're all studying for their midterms and whatever i'm just like
1: how am i the grown-up here this is so weird (laughs) i'm I'm looking at my phone now you have me looking at my like tablet my phone here looking for apps i actually or games i actually like limbo was one of them limbo blew me away yep did you play that on mobile yeah oh i had no idea that was on mobile that's great Yeah, it's on uh, the iPad. Nice. Yeah, I played that on my yeah. Vita. That was, that was perfect. It was so cool. It was such a well done game. See, it's funny that you say that too, because I
0: think that really any of the games that people st- will will say are great on mobile are probably a few years old, and we may have. I wonder if we've gone past the the,
1: the heyday and the, the great times of, of gaming on mobile already. Unless you're an Angry Birds fan, then you're just set for life. Uh, I guess there's, <laughs> there's a new one of those like every three months it seems.
0: But it like I want I don't know their financials, but like I'm pretty sure Rovio is in trouble, which is really, insane. Eh? That yeah, like these are some of the biggest names in mobile gaming, and Z- like them and Zynga, and who knows what's gonna happen with King? They just got bought out by Activision. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, I just don't understand this whole. It's such a fleeting part of and. and Piece of the pie. Uh, I don't know if you played a game called Punch Quest. No. Punch Quest, you got to download it. Downloaded. This is probably okay. if I'm going to recommend a mobile game, and anybody listening, go download Punch Quest. It's got the greatest music. It's basically you're you're like this big brawly dude, and you've got basically just giant fists, and it's kind of like an endless runner, but the pretty much the best endless runner uh, because it's side scrolling, and your guy you can either punch or jump. And you can dodge guys, or you can smash them in the face and have their bodies kind of move into another body. And you get these weird power-ups. You jump on a on a unicorn goat, which is strange. It's just it's hilarious. And yeah, it's it's one of those addicting. I got to get a little further this time. So check right, out I'm installing it right now. It's got the Sean Capri stamp of approval. So which I don't <laughs> I don't have a whole lot of ink for. So. I want to go back. Your website is so awesome. I just saw that you reviewed Thanks, um, Lego Marvels, Lego Marvel Avengers, and you were at the studio for Far Cry Primal.
1: Yeah, actually, I didn't. I sent a writer uh, who went. Uh, oh, I sorry, was, I was busy at the office that day, unfortunately. But no, one of my writers went, which is really cool. He said it was great. Ubisoft just does the best events. That's I'm a- actually playing through uh, Far Cry right now. I'll How the is it? Should be up soon. I really like it. It's cool. Um, it's a lot like Far Cry 4. Okay. It, it feels like an expansion of Far Cry 4. Mm. I don't know if it's, it's pr- pricey. It's, uh, I think it's a little too pricey for what it is, but when the price drops, it's it's worth it.
0: What do you think about... This might get into a, a bit of a topic here, but I'm curious as your <laughs> thoughts to... This seems to be a bit of a trend. So, we've gone through a couple really negative trends, I think, within this generation. The first, I don't know, maybe year and a half up to two years, multiplayer games were broken. Like, they just, m- websites have totally gone backwards on how they're releasing the reviews. They'll actually hold a final score until a uh, game gets out into the wild because of things like uh, Halo Master Chief Collection and whatever that Driving Club on PlayStation. Um, where games are just coming out broken recently in the last probably six months I would say we're starting to see super bare bones games like, like you just mentioned with Far Cry Street Fighter 5 is another one that's getting um, <laughs> you know talked about as being kind of bare bones uh, Star Wars Battlefront, Rainbow Six Siege like I could go on there's a whole bunch of these things where full price tag but kind of la- a little low on the on the content do you think what do you? What are your thoughts before we go more into that?
1: Uh, I really don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, is it a I coincidence,
0: just, I guess? Like, is it just like, I can't believe this
1: is happening all at once, or it, is this a trend? I get this. The Street Fighter thing I get is the tournament starts this week or next week, and I think they're just trying to meet the deadline. And I played through that last week, and it's, like, the storyline's like an hour and a half long. Like, there's just nothing there. Yeah. There's no arcade mode, which is just... I have no idea what they were thinking, and everywhere on the internet, people are so mad that there's no arcade mode, Yeah, um, which is just classic Street Fighter, and, and the online's just been so buggy, it's been impossible to get on. So my understanding is it's, there's no way to play, like, an AI, basically.
0: Like, you have to kind of go online. Is that...
1: Yeah. Or is that oh, not you can really play, the whole no, thing? No, you can play story, which is kind of like that, but it, you can't, like, it won't be any good. Like, you're not training or anything. Oh, there's a train mode too. So yeah, you can you can practice against an AI, but it's not an, like, an actual fight. And these reviews that are coming out for this are not that they're not high, but they're not that low either. There's not a whole lot of things. It going looks on really like that. good,
0: and it mm. and it
1: plays really well. Every character I find is so different. They each have their own unique set of skills. Like it's really well done, and it will be better in May or whenever they plan on releasing more stuff for it, like the actual full game like yeah. the story mode and whatnot but they really launched like bare bones so do you think that's going to hurt Street Fighter like I,
0: I think Rainbow Six just sold like it's been charting basically ever since it it released um, is this something because there's a lot of companies that really like Ubisoft is, is one with Assassin's Creed where people can cry all they want about Assassin's Creed and what they think about it but they're like well everybody's buying them so we're just going to make them every year um, I'm wondering if if these AAA... Well, I don't know if... Yeah, I guess Street Fighter would be AAA. Yeah, I'd say AAA. It's kind of like kind of eking in there a little bit. Um, <laughs> but I'm wondering, like, if people are buying these things anyways, we're just encouraging that to continue. So I, I'm curious if, uh, if we're going to see more and more of this, or if this is just maybe a transition period for us to get into more meatier stuff.
1: I, I feel like it's definitely more... More of what's to come. I mean, just looking at that Hitman launch, it seems so weird to me. Oh, I know. the beta came out. Did you play the beta? No. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah, Well, that certainly didn't blow me away. And it wouldn't make me want to go back and buy the game for two more levels. Yeah. It just seems so, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's 60 bucks for two levels pretty much or three levels or whatever they're giving you. And then you Mm -hmm. have to wait longer. It just doesn't make sense. Games get so cheap after that point. Why not just wait? Do you feel like there's? It almost seems like there's a, a hesitation to
0: explore pricing. Um, I think the Witness did it really well with a forty dollar. Like that's a, it's a beefy game. You can spend a lot of time in forty dollars. Isn't full price, but it's not, and it's not cheap either. Like I wonder if just, forty dollars is a great price. Yeah. Forty dollars
1: is a great price.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's kind of where I would be with. Um, I'm basically waiting for. I've mentioned it a couple times now. Rainbow Six Siege, I tried with a friend just a couple weeks ago. I had a blast with it, but I'm not dropping eighty dollars plus tax.
1: <laughs> like, no, not a chance. It's it's worth forty bucks max. It I had I played it for I think three days and was so bored and so frustrated because everyone was so good online and there was nowhere for me to train because the story mode is terrible. Yeah, it's just all, Or sorry, I shouldn't say story mode. The mission, the little mode challenges. It, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, unfortunately and it was really cool. Like it seemed to have a lot to do and it was very creative and you know, if you had some friends in the room or friends online with you, it'd be great, but just playing with strangers, I like, couldn't do it.
0: Yeah, I had a friend just kind of next to me and we we're kind of doing that classic uh just handing the controller back and forth and just seeing like he would attack and I would defend or we would switch back and forth and we would kind of learn from watching each other do that sort of thing and that's a real I I would love to be more involved in a lot of these multiplayer games but I really need to I'm kind of like you I think where I need to play with somebody that I know or at least like know a little bit like even even Xbox friends you know
1: yeah absolutely I don't really like playing with total strangers I can't form a I have never formed a friendship like that
0: right yeah totally (laughs) (laughs) a
1: a game yeah yeah no so talk to me
0: about Lego Marvel's Avengers I'm hearing mixed Uh, reviews about this what are your thoughts
1: I loved it I'm such, good. A, I'm such a sucker for the Lego games, though. Yeah. I think they're the greatest co-op games. They're so much fun to just play with a friend and just hang out and chill. Um, it's so glitchy. And this, Are you still there? Yep. Sorry, I thought I lost you. It went silent in my ears. Um, okay, let me take that back. Um, it, they're so much fun to play with friends. Um, and they're they're so glitchy, and there's so many problems, that I had to restart twice but it was it's still so worth it. They're just funny and easy and it's in the Marvel world, so that was cool. And there's 200 characters. That's a lot of stuff to unlock. <laughs> <laughs> so are you like going to 100% this kind of thing? Are you playing on
0: Xbox or PlayStation? No,
1: probably not. I'm playing on Xbox. Nice. I probably won't 100% it, but I'm going to go after some of the, like my favorite characters like I haven't found Daredevil yet or Jessica Jones. Um and then they've added some like Really old school, like strange random characters, I want to check out too. Like, Mantis is in there, which is really weird. And it really, like, did you play the last Lego Marvel game?
0: Yeah, I've, I've probably played the first level seven times. I don't know okay. what it is about it. I just keep like, Okay, now <laughs> I'm gonna get into it. So I always start a fresh game and then I I play that first couple a little bit where you're smashing through things with Hulk and stuff. Oh I don't know right. why I gotta I don't know, man. Like sometimes I'll dive right in and just spend like like dozens and dozens of hours with some of these Lego games and then other ones they just Lego Dimensions was another one that didn't really like grab me, but it's no like it's no fault of the game. It's just me being weird. Um yeah, I don't know. I think I, I wanna wanted- get in Sorry. No, get in.
1: I can't get into it unless I'm with someone. I find the LEGO Lego games just aren't the same on Mm -hmm. your own. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. They're a little tedious. (laughs) My
0: wife and I were playing, for the last couple weeks, we've been playing Borderlands 2 co-op, which I think just, that might be, between Borderlands 1 and Borderlands 2, we're going to play the pre-sequel after this, I think. That might be some of the best co-op going around, because... I don't, we don't care about the story at all. Basically, like somebody's talking, we're just like, don't care, don't care, keep going. <laughs> and we're just like going through quests and we're shooting things up and, and looting weapons. And she's just like, she's more OCD than I am. She'll go through like literally every single loot box and grab whatever the heck she can grab. And uh, before I know it, she's like one shotting guys in the eyeball where I'm like, okay, can I have that weapon? but yeah we've been playing border we've been playing the heck out of borderlands 2 and it's been fantastic but that keeps us away from other games we would normally co-op like the lego games
1: and if i'm not mistaken borderlands the first one is free on xbox this month isn't it man the game brand new yes brand new
0: news and that's great because it's uh backwards compatible so you can play it on your xbox one and Which so like, cool. yeah, well, and if you're playing with a friend who only has a 360, then they have the game and there's no problems. It's kind of neat. It's kind of magical that they were able to do that.
1: Right. I'm really happy that they're starting to do that. I haven't seen it from PS4 at all.
0: Yeah. What's well, it? It's a, it's a technological Marvel. Uh, right. Marvel. <laughs> <Ha>. <laughs> I'm gonna totally. I don't have a sweet segue for this one, but I want to jump to Nintendo cool. because uh, I know that you love Nintendo and I love Nintendo. I've been playing Fire Emblem Fates on my 3DS. It's my first Fire Emblem nice. game, How and do you like I'm it? loving it, man. I nice. can't if I could actually, like, talk to you and play it at the same time, I would definitely be doing that, but I wouldn't be... It would basically just be, like, you saying something, and then there would be a silence, and then me either cheering or swearing about something in the game, and, yeah, there's just no multitasking like that possible for me. (laughs) But it's... This is something... I haven't been addicted to a handheld game like this since when I played Persona 4 on my Vita. Like, this is something that every single moment that I have, I'm thinking about, like, going sneaking off of my 3ds and just grabbing a, a couple battles if I can so nice. I'm just loving it I the characters are great the it turns out that I just I guess I just really like Japanese like super Japanese themed uh, games persona 4 was the most Japanese thing I ever played it's got all the j-pop and everything and then this one's um yeah it's it's a it's a it's a warp it's a time warp it's a culture shock but I'm welcome to everything. The gameplay is very quick and addictive. I just can't stop thinking about it. Like, I can't... As much as I love talking to you, I can't wait to go
1: back to play it. <laughs> I played the demo for, like, 10 minutes, and that's all I've had, but I definitely want to check it out. I'm, I'm such a sucker for uh, the Japanese, like, RPGs.
0: Yeah, like, well, I I don't know. Like, I, I've, I'm not a sucker for them. I've definitely had great experiences, but... Um, I don't know, I guess I just play so many other things that I'm not always in one in one genre of of even an RPG. But I love this mix of I've been trying to go back and play some Final Fantasy tactics and I don't know, I just it's great and but it's just a little a little old and I just can't really quite get into it as much as I used to. And then this just kinda scratches the same itch for me as much as I hate that saying. But I just love the tactical <laughs> combat. I love I think the missing piece for tactics was is the relationships that you're building with with these people off like outside of the battles, and uh, the 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 whole crux of the universe is really interesting to me. The fact that um, like you as a character, so you're for those who don't know, you're a, you play Corn, who is basically this prince who was kind of stolen from his his bloodline family, and he's been raised by another arch rival kingdom. And then at some point, very early in the game, you get torn back to your real family, and he's all confused, and it's really cheesy, really corny. There's a lot of kind of tropey conversations in there, and then before you know it, you start to care what happens to Corn, and you start to have. Um, affinities and connections with both sides so you're actually you feel conflicted when when you're presented with like do you want to go with birthright the game or do you want to go with conquest where you would go back to your adopted family it's just it really surprised me the way that it really it hooked me on so many levels from a gameplay from the story from the the it's such a beautiful game too the music is amazing and the the animations are incredible I, I can't say enough of this i I'm so glad that I kind of jumped on this hype train because there was a lot of uh, good energy around it it seemed and even though it doesn't like from a consumer perspective the whole three games for this doesn't really jive with me too great but I I get it I haven't played the other two but you know Nintendo seems to get away with the stuff with uh, Pokemon red blue and you know it's basically the same thing but I guess this is a little bit Different than that where there is I'm
1: probably gonna pick up the red this week,
0: oh yes,
1: yeah, yeah. I haven't played that game, and wow, almost twenty years, I guess it's been, so I'm definitely uh I definitely want to revisit it. how old do you feel when you say something like that uh f- way way older than I am, that's for <laughs> sure, <laughs> but old and wise you nope know, still making bad purchases, <laughs> yeah,
0: but now you have the money to do it now you're not like delivering flyers for pennies per
1: flyer right yeah i had i did that job for or the newspaper job for a yep while. that's yep. how
0: that's how i know we're kindred spirits because i did the yeah. same thing
1: <laughs> are you playing fire emblem uh <laughs> birthright or conquest
0: i'm playing birthright because i i did just a, a little bit of reading i didn't want to spoil too much but basically everything that i saw said like that was the one for newcomers and conquest was the one for just in terms of difficulty um, Conquest is a little bit tougher, so I didn't really know. I'd always heard that Fire Emblem was really difficult. I'm not having too hard of a time with it, but yeah, I play. I'm playing Birthright for now. Okay, that's good to know. But I think that I might just because I was also thinking I was gonna get kind of the whole thing, um, but I wasn't sure. Just this this was me kind of like dipping my toes in. I'm like, oh, I'll just I'll just get this one game, and if I like it, then I'll, you can tack on the other ones. And I don't think it's actually cheaper to get them all at once or or buy them like dlc after the fact so oh, okay. um yeah and this one i got digitally as well so i i downloaded it from the e-shop and i'm on the digital kind of frontier for for handhelds i i cannot stand
1: swapping out cartridges in the in my vita and my 3ds huh. I, I you keep saying vita and i have i don't remember the last time i've seen someone play vita oh really I'm glad that you I'm glad that you're keeping it going here uh yeah but
0: it's mostly my Vita experiences um have been either whatever's free on Playstation Plus or uh, every now and then they'll have a flash sale so I'll pick up games that I'll never have a chance at finishing I picked up uh what were they Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which I'm just terrible at. Um, <laughs> I picked uh, Parasite Eve, which is this really old PlayStation 1 game that uh, I used to play over at my neighbor's house all the time. It's uh, one of those games that I remember it being incredible and it, it's decent at best. Um, picked up a Chrono Trigger game and Final Fantasy 7. So all these like 90-hour experiences that maybe I'll chip away at on my half an hour bus ride. Um, <laughs> so that's my Vita experience. It's a lot of um, I'm not even sure what they would call it. It's like a virtual console kind of thing where I'm going back in time and playing some old PlayStation One games, but not a whole lot of new stuff. I actually played hell divers on on my Vita, and what like that's where I would want to play it, but the the way that they map the buttons is it just doesn't work for me. Like I can't use um, to throw a grenade, for example, I think is like swiping down on the right side of the back touchpad and it's just like that's not how I want to play a game like i just you need a little bit more responsiveness and yeah you need a the the vita desperately needed like an l l2 r2 like shoulder buttons
1: right huh so, i don't even, i don't even know if i've ever held one to be honest i used to have, like the psp but i don't think the vita i've ever done
0: that's why you don't own one
1: cuz as soon yeah. <laughs> as you hold
0: one you're like i need one of these things this screen to, even still to this day it's it just turned 4 i think this week and it, to this day it's a it's an incredible machine the, the battery on it still lasts forever i'd never have to worry about that where my 3ds i have to plug in pretty much every night to make sure that i'm not um yeah losing progress and stuff
1: huh interesting maybe i'll have to get my hands on one i'm sure they're uh not too hard to find yeah man everybody's trying to get rid of them so just go on uh, Craigslist or gg <laughs> or something like that there's no games you can cross platform though is there if you download it for the PS4, you can get it on your PS Vita too?
0: Quite a few do, and, yeah. and a
1: lot through... Um,
0: you probably have more than you think, even if you've just been downloading games through PlayStation Plus, because they're just automatically available. Um, that's actually what I quite like about Sony. There's not a whole lot about their ecosystem that I think is that that notable, but their cross-save, cross-play, cross buy, everything is pretty awesome. Um, one game... Grim Fandango a little while back was one where you could actually yeah. play it on your PlayStation, hit save, and then go grab your Vita and it'll pick up where you left off. So oh, I cool. thought that that was kind of neat that like you got the two versions of the game for free, like and then yeah, cross save is is pretty awesome. So I'm really hoping that that kind of like ties me into my Nintendo discussion that I wanted to have with you because Fire Emblem has a whole bunch of good energy about it. It seems a lot of good reviews, people are kind of like speaking very highly of it. And then also, everybody but Nintendo was talking about their next console, so the the NX and all the rumors that are going around about it. And it seems to me, it kind of... I was walking the dogs, and and it occurred to me that nobody is... There's it there doesn't seem to be like negative energy around the NX. It doesn't seem like anybody's like, "Well, they're probably going you know, to fuck this one up." Uh it seems like everybody's really pulling for Nintendo, and so I'm kind of curious as to like what you expect from from the big N when it comes to their next console.
1: Ooh, that's a good question. What do I expect? Um a a device that lasts longer than 2 years would be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, That would be a good start I'm really not All about the graphics with Nintendo I'd much rather just solid games Like come out the gate Swinging The Wii U took a huge hit Because they had nothing And then last year was great There were so many good games coming out for it And now absolutely nothing I can't think of one game I'm excited for For Nintendo Wii U this year Are you a Star Fox guy? Yeah, I played the demo. <laughs> That's exactly I didn't what like everybody it. Says. Uh, it was like they really didn't <laughs> update it. They didn't do anything cool with it that I've seen, and it was like, eh, boring. Yeah, I'll, I'll skip that one.
0: I think I'm going to as well. It was on my pre-order list because I just will pretty much buy anything that Nintendo sells me. It seems. Um, yeah, but that one got pulled off. I'm not gonna. I don't know. They. they that one they really have to prove to me that that's a that's an experience that i absolutely need but for now it seems like i could just go get a used copy of the gamecube game and be be satisfied by that
1: it'd be pretty much the exact same thing when is that even supposed to come out i, thought I don't it was know supposed to come out last fall yeah and
0: then they got delayed um so it should be i think it should be pretty soon though i, I yeah, want to say be. like march or something like that but i started like I mean the fact that I don't know really speaks to my interest in the game as well like it totally fell <laughs> off. I was I remember when they revealed it I was excited just because it was a Star Fox game and I've got great memories with that series and things like that. But it just eh, the more I looked at it I and there's so many other things happening that yeah it it doesn't it doesn't even hit
1: my top 20 um new releases that are or upcoming releases. So I haven't touched my Wii U and in- Months now. I think the last thing I played was Xenoblade, which was really good. It was just I, I, it was came at a time where I was playing too many other things, and I put that on the back burner. I might go actually back and play that. It was pretty fun.
0: That's one I gotta pick up for sure. It came out at a bad time because I would it, like loaded up on all my holiday, like all my fall releases, and there was no. And it's a giant game, right?
1: Yeah, it's a huge undertaking and a like serious learning curve to go back and learn how to play a game like that on the. Wii U gamepad,
0: yeah. So, are you thinking like Nintendo's gonna like blow it out of the water with NX? Or are they gonna? Is this gonna be the final <laughs> nail in their in their console life con- uh, coffin?
1: I hope it's not the final nail, but I feel like they're really gonna have to build back people's trust here. I don't. I think most people mm. are pissed. I'm pissed. I mean, the Wii U didn't get much of a life to it. There's hardly any games. Mm-hmm. They're good games, but there's not very many, and very little third like party support as well. Mm-hmm. I, the the NX is gonna have to have both. I think it's gonna have to have everything, the full package. Hmm. To buy a console for a game every three months isn't worth it. So, are you basically saying that,
0: like, with your with with Xbox, do you do you think that that's gonna last as long as the 360
1: did? Like, you know,
0: it, that was an insanely long life cycle. Wait, on that, that was one. like
1: nine years. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't. I don't think it will. I think they'll change it. Faster than that, only because our technology is moving along so rapidly here.
0: Even if it just brings us some new hard drives, for God's sake. So somewhere between two years and nine years is the sweet spot for Brock.
1: Yes. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Why isn't there a removable hard? Like, why is it so hard to upgrade the hard drive in these things? I know. I I, give me a terabyte. Like, or sorry, give me more than a terabyte. Give me like mm -hmm. five terabytes. Especially since they want you to download everything. I know. It, I added a, a two-terabyte little
0: portable drive, which is about as convenient as, as I think it's going to get for now on my Xbox One. Um, yep. And I was, it's kind of nice because it's so small that it just hides behind that giant brick of a box that it is anyway. So it's so It's ugly. not too bad. <laughs> but actually, it's funny because now that I have some space on my Xbox One versus my PlayStation 4, my PS4 is totally maxed out and i've only got like four or five games or something like that i don't know how many but i don't have a whole lot but i go to my I turn on my xbox one and i've got dozens of games because i just have the space for it so the fact that and i'm too lazy to to break that thing open and and swap out the the hard drive for a new one i don't want to i think you have to clone the drive to the next one so that you don't have to worry about firmware and all these other for things
1: the, for the xbox or ps4
0: for the ps4 so because yeah, you have I, to like I've swap out the drive have you done yeah. it
1: yeah, you have to. I took out all the screws. I was so terrified because I'm terrible with stuff like that. I break yeah. everything. I can't keep electronics for very long before breaking them. Um, that's also why I go through so many phones. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, but it wasn't that hard. Like it only took me about an hour and being very careful with everything. And that's a long time, the uh, right? The hardest thing was getting open the actual Seagate new hard drive because you got to pop it out of that case and there's no real groove to stick your screwdriver in. So that was a real pain in the ass, but otherwise it was okay. I felt very accomplished after, though. Oh. But why didn't you just why didn't you just give me that space in the first place? The PS4
0: is a fragile little thing, though. It's sexy as hell, but it's oh like yeah. If you go about pretty much anything the wrong way, you're gonna snap something. So I I took off the wrong panel because I was trying to get at um, my <laughs> PS4 is ejecting discs all the time. So when I was told just get in there and you have to unscrew something. Like if there's a screw that gets either too tight or too loose, and so you can adjust that, and it, and it helps it. And so I was taking off these panels, um, still didn't fix the problem. I tightened up this screw that it said to do, and it still didn't didn't work out. I put the panels back on, and now my power button doesn't work because in the act of removing <laughs> this thing, which was not even the right one to begin with, and people are gonna laugh at me because I'm just a total, totally inept at this stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't wanna, I don't wanna have to. <laughs> I have a PC where it's actually more um, accessible to go in and I can either replace hard drives or add new ones in, and I do that very easily. Um, But PlayStation, I just... Yeah, it's not... Consoles are not built for that. So I'm I'm actually... My point to all of this, and I eventually will come back to you, is I'm actually now making purchasing decisions based on the fact that I have been able to expand the available space on my xbox one with just the addition of this portable hard drive where my playstation 4 i'm basically kind of like i'm not making digital purchases on there and maybe even physical ones too where there's where they're cross-platform or when they're available on on either one i will now start to opt for xbox until um playstation starts to support external hard drives like that because it's just it's it's such a huge difference and it's a it's a fundamental way for a lot of people on how they purchase and how they store their games and how they just kind of have the whole console experience and um yeah for me it's kind of a big deal i don't know if it's a if it's a thing for too many other people but it seems like larger deals have been made out of
1: smaller things so yeah and the PS4, I might be wrong, but it can actually support external hard drives. They just haven't updated it to make it possible.
0: That's what it seems to me. Like they're all based yeah. on, like they're all uh, PC-based architecture. Yeah, and it also, like I don't know if it's a. Uh, I wonder if it has something to do with the speed of their USB ports. I'm, I'm, they've got to be USB three as well, but like that you can still plug in like a jump drive and have media go back and forth on that which is no problem. So it's just seen that's why I'm kind of like if I sound a little angered by it it's it seems like it's just a switch that they haven't turned on kind of thing. Like it's not that's even like it seems to me. it's like more it doesn't seem to be any real reason for it. I, I well yeah and that as long as people are buying two PlayStation 4s for every Xbox 1 like they're probably like well we're just going to kind of take it easy <laughs> right
1: <laughs> yeah at least they cover warranty if you do open it up and you break it oh I so think that's nice
0: yeah I think I'm outside of a year though oh, okay so but I think I might. what it are you um? are you a sucker for for any of these limited edition things like you've got a new story on your site brockdmclaughlin.com quantum break coming to both Xbox one I'm looking at this white Xbox and it's so amazing looking are you a sucker for these limited edition consoles, like the... Oh, the, for Xbox? I wanted
1: that Darth Vader one so bad ah. that they had for the PS4. That was beautiful, but I, I can't justify it if I already have the system. Would you trade there it in just... to, get, to upgrade? No. No. I'm more... I like the collectibles more. Oh, okay, yeah. Something you can yeah. have on your shelf and stuff? Yeah. I'm. Oh, yeah. My
0: desk, my shelf. Whatever, I like it better like that. I'm picturing you with like a Honda Civic that's like <laughs> covered with... You know how like a bunch of people used to have like trolls on their cars, yeah? But I'm yep. picturing you with, with Amiibo across your dash.
1: <laughs> does it have to be a Honda Civic though? I mean, come on.
0: Well, that's where you <laughs> look, like. I, those are. <laughs> I don't even know why. I'm just making shit up.
1: <laughs> I'm a total SUV guy. Come on, a Honda uh, Civic. <laughs>
0: it was more about the toys attached to the dash. Oh, than, absolutely. Than you. As- <laughs> my, my
1: mom, my mom does that though. She's very odd. She always has different like displays set up on her dashboard. She's got the bobbin head dog that she can give Oh it to yeah, her. yep. I gave her a pig that it's like holding a knife and it cuts itself, so it looks like it's cutting itself when it bobs around on your dashboard for Christmas. Oh my that she god, loves. that's pretty weird.
0: <laughs> a little bit.
1: <laughs>
0: oh man. So do you have? Let's let's do a quick gut check. It's the end of cool. February. Do you have? anything that you're kind of keeping your eye on uh game of the year talks come up quicker than we ever realize like i'm like i'm kind of i'm gonna go through this year and just kind of keep at uh, keep tabs on games that i've played throughout the year and what's the best and so that you know when i play another game is it better or worse than some of the other good games do you have anything so far in 2016 that's kind of like blown
1: your hairpiece off Mm. I really like The Witness. It's super cool. Yeah. Um. I don't know if... We'll see what I think about it in, you know, at the end of the year. But it was, it's been really good so far. Um,
0: are you drawing I, the puzzles out on like notepads and stuff? Or are you are you going <laughs> mad with... No, like, I guess
1: I'm not that deep into the game because I haven't started doing that. Yeah. I haven't put enough time into Oxenfree, but I've heard a lot of good things about that. Mm-hmm. I played mm-hmm. Oxen
0: Free when it when it first came out, and that was like my first kind of move to try and stay on top of games as they were coming out. And that's a great one too because you can pretty much nail that out in an afternoon or or kind of a long evening. And it's better now; they've patched it now, so a lot of the issues that I had with it, which were like a lot of crashes, um, were are, like is actually a lot better now. Uh, and I think you'll like it. I think that it's a it's a really chill game really cool atmosphere
1: to it. Um, nice. Yeah,
0: it's good. It's a good one.
1: Firewatch looks good, too. I haven't played that. Yeah. Good things.
0: That one came out the same day as Unravel, and I, I flipped a coin, and I ended up with Yarny.
1: <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah. How's that?
0: It's a it, it hasn't grabbed me, and I don't know okay. what it is about it. I'm totally enthralled with Yarny as a character, and I actually think that they should have called the game Yarny. Um like, made him the titular character, kind of like Mario. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, I just... I, I don't know if it's too slow or too chill. It's very... It's a beautiful game. Um, but I think that the way that Ori and the Blind Force did a beautiful game is a little bit more my style. But uh, Unravel is something where, with Free I just blasted through it in, in a day. Um, Unravel is a short game, but I'm picking away at it um maybe a half an hour here an hour there and just Hmm. yeah it looked
1: beautiful like the trailers looked amazing
0: yeah i really wanted to just support the developers with that one that's a rare thing for me where i'm like well just i'll give these guys a little boost because i don't know how much my 20 dollars is really gonna do like i don't think (laughs) of myself in that way um but yeah that one i definitely wanted to just i bought i made that purchase based on the developer for sure
1: does it remind you of uh something like tearaway at all I didn't play Tearaway.
0: I'm not okay. a Medium Molecule fan. They were the same guys, right? It was that that did um, uh, Little Big Planet. It was did yes. the Tearaway. Yeah, yeah correct. I I, yeah, they
1: did. Yeah, those two. I think there's one more they did. I can't remember what it was. No, Little Big Planet and Tearaway.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think of what it was too. They I really liked, I loved up.
1: Little Big Planet. You did, hey? Yeah, I thought it was great. Did you play co-op just, on that one too? No. No, only uh, single player on that one. Mm. I had a blast. I, I'm disappointed. I've, I haven't heard anything good about the third one. Apparently, it's just plagued with glitches.
0: Yeah, that was a different team, I think, that that got tasked with with uh. the third one than needed Molecule. But the, they had a huge undertaking with that because with, they brought forward all of the user-generated content from 1 and 2 on the PS3. Uh, they brought it all the way over to 4, I think. So mm. that might have distracted them a little bit. I just... I get so frustrated with Little Big Planet. <laughs> Do you build levels or anything
1: like that? No, or... no. I, I, yeah, no. The most, I, I guess, the only game I actually build levels in is Super Mario Maker. Nice. Yeah, nothing. No, nothing. Little Big Plan or anything like that. Are you still? Are you still picking away at Super
0: Mario Maker at all?
1: No, I haven't picked it up in ages. I, re- I really should. It was so fun. It's I know. such an amazing game. I just never expected to get a game like that. Mm -hmm. ever. Uh, I wanted Mario Paint and I got Mario Maker and I'm totally happy with that. Oh
0: my god, let's go back in time. Tell me about (laughs) your experiences with Mario
1: Paint. I have so many memories of this game. I remember eating a lot of that Hubba Bubba pink bubble gum and getting getting Spice Girl stickers and playing (laughs) Mario Paint. (laughs) Man, I love that game. It was so amazing.
0: Yeah, the... The the biggest thing that sticks in my mind is when you uh, when you swap the flies and stuff. That just is so funny. We used to do such stupid stuff, and it wasn't even that. Like it was, it blew our minds that you have this clunky mouse with the (laughs) that slab of plastic that was like a grid. Like it had like the grid in lines on the on the mouse pad. It was a, I mean, it worked. And the fact that we were a bunch of kids slamming this thing around was probably good that it was pretty robust piece of technology, but. Yeah, what a piece! <laughs> Looking
1: back, you're like, do those mount like mice still work? Are there yeah. working mice? Up? Yeah, really, I have right? one. I have one. Wow. Yeah, they all just be destroyed.
0: No, <laughs> I know that's just it. Like you see some of the even just the cartridges where like, what are you doing with this thing? But right, yeah, but I,
1: I, that's what I like about Nintendo. They just tried weird stuff like that, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I hope they keep doing that on the NX. I hope they don't turn into an actual. Console, you know, like just a normal standard controller, and just like everyone else. You know what's just funny? Keep it weird.
0: I was I was playing, of course, Fire, uh, Fire Emblem just the other day, and I'm like, I said to my wife, I would really like to just hook this up to the TV. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> uh, when we look at the NX and like, is this thing going to be a crossover? Is it going to be both a portable and a and a console? I had a real life experience of where I wanted to do exactly that, and then of course that's when uh my wife wanted to give me a history lesson to say well they've been able to do that ever since you know and she listed off super game boy and whatever the heck the thing was called with gamecube apparently did you know about this this was a thing that you could attach something on the bottom of a gamecube and then put uh gamecube game or um ds games in
1: no that's incredible was i know. it actually like nintendo license or... i guess so weird
0: i don't know i learned it from she may be just lying to me so that i would embarrass myself
1: (laughs) on a podcast so but who knows i've never heard that before
0: yeah i'm
1: i love uh, the gamecube it took me a long time to get into because i couldn't stand the controller but
0: controllers awful i see it pop up all the time on people's like top controllers of all time i just don't get it that thing was garbage i know
1: awful it was so (laughs) terrible I know, like those, the biggest thing for me were the shoulder buttons, like what? Right? Yeah. Oh, and then they made it even worse, because when they went and put that like wave bird out, that was total crap. Ah, oh, you're like, it's like a breath of fresh air, <laughs> air for me. I've never, I don't know if I've ever heard anybody <laughs> say this to me ever. <laughs> <laughs> I like, you know, and, and once again, they tried something new, but that was just garbage. Ah, uh, well. But it didn't stop me from having a lot of fun with that system. Yeah, what were your what were your kind of go to games on that one? Uh, the Wind Waker. I never yeah. got into Metroid. I just couldn't. I couldn't do the controls. I thought yep. they were just brutal. Um, what else was there? Super Smash Bros. Obviously. Mm-hmm. The Mario parties weren't all that great. Um, trying to was think. there ever a Mario party that was amazing? Or did yes, we always two? Think... Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that two is
1: the correct answer. <laughs> I, uh, I I went back to and- you know look back and tried playing them all again and looking at which one was my favorite and two was my favorite Only that was... because i think it gives me the nostalgia of ripping my hand apart on my palm i guess when you turn the controller so oh, fast oh yeah you'd, and then they had to send the... out those gloves to everybody
0: that's hilarious oh my yeah. gosh i never like i always played uh n64 at my neighbor's house so or pretty much most nintendo all the way up to I think the first console that we had was was Dreamcast. Actually, nice. Where, where we <laughs> we weren't allowed to have consoles because I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> I, th- my, I think it's because my parents had four kids and only one of my parents worked, so it's like go go next door. They've got the video games. So I my uh, I've got a bit of a gap in terms of my video game knowledge of uh, some some franchises. Like we played the mess out of GoldenEye and Mario Kart sixty four. Like that was pretty much. Like three summers in a row, and just go over there and play endless game. And what were there like four
1: or five actual good levels in GoldenEye that you could play a multiplayer and maybe the I same. I just in- played that again. There's a the, a new bar in Toronto and they have all the N64 games, like all these um, Super Nintendo games that you can just play for free, which is really cool. And I tried playing GoldenEye again. It is not like I remember. Yeah, it's man. so damn hard to shoot. <laughs> I, I don't know, know how we did it back then. It was brutal. And there really wasn't that many good levels. <laughs> yeah, I say five and six. Like, really, there's two, I think. Yeah. like Temple and Complex. <laughs> the museum so like, was one.
0: Oh, the museum.
1: Yeah. I don't remember I it was liking that one. I think it was a museum.
0: I don't remember. They did a couple it, in, um, in Perfect Dark They carried over and just kind of, like, redid the textures on it.
1: Pretty much. I like Perfect Dark, but, yeah, probably going back now, it'd be terrible. Yeah. I'm surprised that's not a franchise they still have going the, the yeah. xbox one was pretty bad
0: it was not good i played you know. it again on it came up with rare replay and i kind of played it just to play it so that i could say that i did and then that was that was it i went back to battle toads and other things yeah. on that
1: <laughs> yeah on that i still need to pick up rare replay it's such a cool little pack get it digitally that's my one regret is oh, okay. I, I
0: have it as a retail um but like it's one of those i don't want to have to go grab the disc it's, it's There's so many arcadey and twitchy kind of experiences on there that you just want to just I don't know cleanse your palate and and play a couple games
1: at a time. I don't know if there's something. It has Jet Force Gemini, which is like one of my all-time favorite games. So I I, definitely want to go back and play that.
0: You should. I didn't have the nostalgia factor with that one, so I wasn't really sure um, where the love was on
1: that one. It was. I think that was one of the first games I ever hundred percented. I just love that game
0: Nice
1: Yeah I'm looking at actually the What else is on here There's tons of great games On there Battletoads mm-hmm. Come on Sweet Cameos Killer Instinct Conquer Yeah Killer Instinct This is crazy I like Grab by the Ghoulies too But that might have been Just because it was one of the first games I think I played on the Xbox Oh did you I had
0: never heard yeah. of it Until I got Rare Replay So that was a real good surprise for me you like it still holds up? I love it. Why well, didn't I didn't nice. play it before, but yeah, just as it like if you just told me that that was a an
1: indie game, <laughs> I'd be yeah. like, yeah, totally. I I'd buy that. <laughs> yeah, it was an Xbox I think it was one of the first games I got on the Xbox. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Nice.
0: So if you weren't doing this, like what would you go play? Like what's on the what's on the back burner <sighs> right for now?
1: I uh, probably Far Cry 4 or Far Cry Primal. Gonna try and, you know, get through that. Are you okay with just kind of like beating it, getting to the end, or are you going to uncover every rock and stone? No, absolutely not. I haven't done something like... I haven't found a game like that. I guess since, well, The Witcher. I I dug up everything in The Witcher I could get to. But Mm. other than that, no, not anymore. Yeah. Are you done with The Witcher then? Yeah, I think so. For now. Until the next download comes up. Then I'll be all over it. Are they still doing free stuff? Uh, No, there's one more... Season pass download coming. Do I, I like, have you
0: on Xbox, or I don't know if I I need to add what I don't your, know. what's your what's your game? You have type? me
1: on one of them. It's just my name, so just Brock McLaughlin. Oh, super easy, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I so yeah. They released the first downloadable content in November, I believe, December, and then yeah, the next one's coming, I think, in May, and it was only ten bucks or something, and it's a huge expansion, which is great. That's what I like, you know, cheap. And good, yeah. I'm like, man. I'm like a uh, Fallout Four. Eee. <laughs> Tell me how you really
0: feel. <laughs> what a rubber download. band that's happening with Fallout Four uh, right now.
1: What the hell? Those sound so cheesy. They've added on like some Pokemon stuff <laughs> and <laughs> more Nick Valentine. It's like, come on. And he's a great character and all, but oh, I thought they were gonna give us something awesome. <laughs> I guess different strokes for different folks, but um
0: i'm I think I'm sort of done with fallout i I had a great time with it, and I'm just glad to sort of walk away and go on to other things. I don't know if they can announce anything that would actually bring me back to it i don't yeah, I don't think so. It's just so bleak and ugly <laughs> yeah, oh man i just i I'm glad I'm not the only one because I feel like I'm going crazy here the millions and millions of people are obviously in love with this game. Um, but I just
1: yeah. Are no. they though? Or are they just fooling the rest of that's us? That's what I just wonder. Pretending to like it. I mean, it's a good game, but it's not a great game.
0: I agree. It feels like I mean those Bethesda games that you always kind of feel like you're playing something that's a little bit older. But yeah, this one really,
1: this one really feels quite old. So it really does. Like, it, I don't know. I. Even comparing it to Fallout New Vegas, it pretty much looks the same. I know, that's crazy, isn't it? Right? Like, the graphics weren't an upgrade. I don't know, there was just nothing there. Yeah. And I hate Preston Car or Harvey so much. You know what? He's the, <laughs> the best thing to come out of that game, though, because there's like there's so many good...
0: I don't know if you saw this, there was somebody, I don't know, it was some sort of con, and there, and there was a couple cosplayers, and they're talking back and forth, and then all of a sudden this guy dressed up as Preston. <laughs> just totally interrupts be like hey man i got a i got another settlement for you to help out. it's just like <laughs> it's everywhere there's some random dude on twitter who interrupts my wife and i and starts talking to, to both of us to tell them tell us that there's a new settlement that needs help that's
1: amazing there's
0: somebody on like I mean, I wouldn't know. I've only seen screenshots. But there's somebody going on, like, Pornhub and going in the comments of porn (laughs) videos to say, like, when you're done jerking off, there's another settlement.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know there's, like – I remember seeing so many memes on Tumblr. I was just dying. It's so funny. Like (laughs) – I don't know what the. Who were they thinking was such a boring character?
0: Oh, and the fact that he even says to you, now that you're done with that, I've got something different for you. (laughs) A settlement needs to, like, fuck, really?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, just calling out the fact that it's the same every single time. Oh, my god! Every single time. Yeah, I I definitely didn't support that faction.
0: Oh, really? Like, just... Like he was enough to drive you away from... Because from, I I liked what they stood for. I definitely liked the fact... This was the biggest thing for me that was different from Fallout 3 where you just kind of accepted that DC was just trash and there was no helping the Capital Wasteland. Um, but you step out of the vault in Boston and there's this sense of like hope. There's actually... like The blue sky kind of helps in the fact that there's this group that, that want to make things a little bit better and, and try to rebuild... Um, i thought that that was one of the best things going for fallout 4 and then there were other parts of it that i felt got in the way of that those aspirations yeah absolutely which leads me to think this is just how my brain works which is weird um leads me to think about the division did you get a chance to jump on uh the beta i did not No, and they had an open I, beta i skipped it altogether. This one intrigues me a little bit because same sort of notion where it's this post-pandemic New York, right, where, you know, they're not, it's not like The Walking Dead where you're just accepting the fact that things are shitty and never, like, there's no way to rebuild, but um, there's this, you you get into your home base, which is, from everything that I can see, it's the only part of the experience that's kind of solo, so you're you're building like a, a medical clinic, so you're, you're recruiting doctors and you're um, getting engineers to rebuild, so you're actually recruiting you know, skilled individuals to help you make the world back to what it was, and um, between that and some of the, the co-op and the online experiences, it's intriguing me, but I've now had access to both the uh, closed beta and then the open beta, so free games basically for a weekend and I just didn't really feel like compelled to go on and play and I don't know if that's just me with multiplayer games but I feel like
1: conflicted about this whole thing I really like the look of the game yeah it looks awesome it sounds really awesome but there's no story mode is there no it's it's sort of like through the multiplayer stuff so like there is that
0: there is that sense of making New York better again and there's to me, there's almost no better setting than New York City. I just love New York City. Um, so there is a little bit of a story. Apparently, from everything that we're seeing, it seems like it's going to be a little bit more concrete than what we got with Destiny. So,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I really like stories. I, I think, I don't yeah. know, I feel like this game would be just so much better on, on my own with a storyline. I'd love it. But the fact that I have to go online... Uh, But I I, like I don't know I saw the stats yesterday. They said 6.4 million people played the beta. That's nuts, Mm -hmm. like nuts.
0: This is a sign. This is you know Destiny was the first one. We're going to start seeing where last year 2015 we had I don't know 16 thousand open world games. I think we're going to start seeing some of these big giant open world multiplayer Destiny type of type of i don't know if they're an MM, mmo or what they are there's some sort of blend of a whole bunch of different genres here but that approach we're going to see a lot more people are going to start copying these things because they just have
1: gamers are lining up in droves to play these things i really like destiny i didn't play it very much i got it so late in the game i felt so so weak and hopeless. Yeah. But I I if you know if I would have got on there right at the beginning I probably would have been hooked. Only cuz it played so much like Halo, which I love. Yeah, the shooting on it was amazing. It looked great. Oh, it was amazing.
0: <laughs> it worked, so that was a plus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's so funny. It's like you're starting to read reviews and just the the pros are it works. Hooray. <laughs> Unlike Street Fighter. I don't know about like I I have this inner conflict about games like The Division and Destiny where like you mentioned, 6.4 million people jumped on this beta, and they're all pumped about it. And I am not pumped about it. <laughs> I feel so <laughs> weird about that. Like I want to be, I want to be pumped with everybody else, but I'm just, I'm just not. Do you like, like I actually have like an inner kind of turmoil. Do you give this a second thought, or you just kind of go like, that's not for me?
1: Uh, oh, I'm definitely gonna play it. There's no way I'm definitely gonna play it. Like straight. Yeah, as soon as it comes out. I'm gonna knowing get my hands that, on that knowing that the best experience, the best way to play that is with 3 of your friends. I'm going to do it anyways. I have fa- I don't it looks really cool. I really want to really like it. But yes, I I'll am, be calling you to join me. I'm inspired by your,
0: yeah man, by, <laughs> by your by Yeah, I don't
1: the whole the whole, I don't know, the whole setup just sounds really cool. And wow. there hasn't been a Tom Clancy
0: game in so long. Yeah, since, like, Rainbow Six Siege. It's so weird. Oh, yeah, I guess Siege. But, yeah, <laughs> I just, <I'll>, I'm just <laughs> busting your <the> balls. Sorry. <laughs> but that doesn't well, really count it. either. Like, I don't know. No. It's
1: not really the same. I still want another Splinter Cell game. Still oh, that. yes. But there, I don't think there's been anything announced in that regard.
0: No, I yeah, don't, and, I don't and think so. And a Watch
1: Dogs 2, which is, I guess, slated. For this year or next. I picked that one up not too long ago, but it's it
0: basically went from the store shelf to my shelf. I haven't I don't know. It's one I, of those purchases. I don't know why I did it.
1: I think I paid about ten bucks for it. Yeah. And I don't think it's ever been in my PS4.
0: Yeah, I'm the exact same. <laughs>
1: There's a depressing
0: conversation we could get into, hey? Like, how many games have we never even seen the first level for?
1: (laughs) Uh, Quite a few. Yeah, man. (laughs) Well, you just see them on sales, right? Like, especially on Steam and stuff like that. They just hit rock bottom prices. like I bought the three GTAs the other day because they're 15 bucks or something. Oh, yeah. I might play them one day.
0: (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I think that if like you were to look at sales charts that went a little further than just like the top ten, you you would still see GTA Three show up somewhere along the line. Like those games, whether they're on um, iOS, I think they are, in, like different versions on Steam and everywhere else. That, that game has such crazy longevity. I just can't believe
1: it. That I'm whole series. To, I think, feel like I bought that game like seven times, eight times now. I love that game. Good for them. And it still holds up. Like I, you know, I popped it in there, and it's still good. It's hilarious, and you can just do whatever you want. See,
0: that's how I picture Toronto—is just a whole bunch of people thinking that they're living real life Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're better than that. No, you guys are all right. You guys are all right. Yeah, we're we're okay. We're okay. What's um? So you guys have. You have a Ubisoft studio there in Toronto. What mm-hmm. else do you have? Like we have my Emmerson's claim to fame is is BioWare and that's pretty much it. But that's not a bad one to have. What else do you have going on there in Toronto? Um totally put you I on the spot there.
1: Yeah, like the Ubisoft office is great. It's really cool. Um but most of the stuff is in Montreal. Right. You guys have EA Sports or, or no, you're not in Vancouver. Vancouver, sports, yep. in Vancouver. Yeah. No, I there's a lot of apps but not Games, I've I don't think. Mm. I don't know why. I always I always think of Toronto as kind of like a well,
0: it's Canada's, you know well it's the center of the universe, first of all, as we all know. Yep. Toronto's yep. the center of, of the universe,
1: yeah. Uh so yeah. So I don't I'm not from why. Toronto, so I don't think like that, you know? <laughs> oh that's that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, can across a Vancouver more of like guy. a
0: Saskatchewan guy, but yeah, Vancouver
1: too, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Honda Civic Saskatchewan guy. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> Now I feel like such a dick, like, but for no good reason. Like that's a perfectly
0: practical vehicle. Like it's a really good. It's good on gas, and it's, it's
1: I mean, right stylish. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Depending oh, on
1: who you ask. No, I can't think. I'm, now I'm trying to rack my brain around Toronto game developers, and I'm sorry to any of them, but I can't think of any of them. Most of them I find are in Montreal.
0: Do you host the? There's a Canadian Video Game Awards, I think, that happens in
1: Toronto. There is, as well. yeah, run by a guy named Carl Edwin. Oh, I yeah. didn't know it was run by him. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. They were. Uh, when were they? They were back in November. I think it's just getting cold around then. November, October. I love it because some people who are in the States are going to have no idea what I'm talking about here. But
0: um, there was a time when the Junos, which are like the Canadian Grammys, (laughs) were like a really big deal. We actually had really good music coming out of Canada. I don't know what's going on these days, but um, (laughs) the video game awards, the Canadian video game awards are like the Junos now. Like a lot of the really amazing stuff that's happening is is happening north of whatever the, you know, north of uh, the U.S. It's really awesome.
1: Yeah, there's plenty of game developers up
0: here. I just don't know why they
1: aren't here, to be honest. Super expensive. Toronto, They're, they got to yeah. live up
0: in the clouds in the Bioshock world above in Columbia, which
1: is, of course, above Toronto. Right. Well, yeah, because WB is out in uh, Montreal too, right? Yep. They did the new Batman, right? Yeah. Did you play that one? Yeah. I really liked it, and then I got really bored of it. Real quick. Oh damn it! I played. Did you play it at launch
0: or kind of later on? A little bit later on. Oh yeah. And the season pass stuff was just terrible. Oh, I'm not a du- I'm not a big DLC guy. Are you kind of jumping uh, on board with most oh, yeah. most DLC guys? Are
1: you? I just like to see what it is. Okay. And for the most part, like it sounded cool. Yeah. But I don't know. I got really bored of that game very fast. Which I you know I should go back and finish. I want to see how it all wraps up. But but are you going eh. to really? No, probably not. I already know how it ends. I had to YouTube it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, for the final yeah, you have to hundred percent it and actually get the real, the real ending. I should yeah, probably yeah. YouTube that as well. There's no way I'm gonna go back to it, and I love that game. I oh, I feel like no, I'm that... on the outside of of
1: the opinion bubble.
0: That would just take. Oh, that
1: would take way too long to hundred percent that game.
0: Yeah, it might even ruin my opinion of it. I think that's what happened with a lot of people where they went ahead to. There's got to be. I'm gonna coin some sort of term where going after a platinum or going after hundred percenting of a game like will actually sour your opinion of it because you just you play the same things over and over and over again. Um, my quest for a platinum in uh, Shadow of Mordor did that for me, where I just <laughs> I kept trying to do the same thing. You have to like kill one of the. You have to go through the nemesis system in a in a particular way. And I just kept trying and trying and trying. It wasn't working out for me. I must have been doing something wrong. And I'm just like, I'm so sick of this. And I just, like, put it away. I put the game back on the shelf in leaving it in such a terrible state of mind that the game didn't deserve. Like, I had an absolute blast with it that I only go after Platinums if if it's a game that I really enjoy. And, uh, yeah, by the time I was... By the time I was done with them, I'm like, "Fuck this!" <laughs>
1: <laughs> I used to really care about all the trophies and stuff, but lately I've, you know, I get really happy when I get one just randomly, mm-hmm. but I, I don't go to my way to go get them. I don't think I've got any platinums on the PS4, and i played so much, uh, no, nothing. <laughs> it's so sad. It's so satisfying, but yeah, it's it's a
0: weird. You have to kind of do some self reflection if that's how you want to spend your time. I guess. <laughs>
1: or yeah, or you really want to get your sixty bucks out of that game.
0: Yeah, I think that's yep. part of it for me. Of um, with with trophies and with achievements that I really like is that it, it's another way, aside from actually progressing through a story, it's another just a visual or a little cue that charm that comes up, the sound and everything is like it's nice that you're moving along and. Uh, the th- probably the thing that I like most about achievements and trophies is that a lot of times they'll they'll challenge you, or at least cue you into the idea that there are other ways to go about playing the game that you're playing. So, like maybe go grab that other gun that you would never try and pop twenty guys <laughs> with a headshot with it, and then you learn that you actually like that type of of gun. I'm I'm actually blanking on a really good example of that, but I think there are a few in in a, in a number of games that just kind of hint it go try this you might like it and those are like my favorite kind of trophies where you really start to flesh out your experience with a game what's the easiest platinum trophy you've gotten um i don't know uh let's see so i have five and oh, there, it's probably one of the infamous so i got i have a oh that's an easy eight sorry let me rack my brain a little bit, of the five, the easiest one is Infamous First Light, which was the DLC for Second Sun. Okay. And uh, it, it was a free game on PlayStation Plus, and I a couple weeks ago, I just kind of like went crazy and did nothing but play games. I played through Uncharted 2 and 3 and then platinumed uh, First Light in basically eight days. I played through like all three of those games. And um, yeah, the, but the thing is like, I really loved playing infamous first light and so it wasn't it never it didn't really feel like I was cheating anything or that I was doing anything that was not the best use of my time so it was it wasn't too bad i it a lot of it was doing this arena style combat where you're doing these these kind of challenges and and Taking wave after wave of enemies and leveling up and learning different ways to have multipliers and combos and things like that. So you're you're chasing high scores basically, and I had such a blast. That was probably my easiest one. Uh, let's see. I've got the platinum in the first Borderlands, which was a like again. I can't say enough about Borderlands. Um, but my first platinum was uh, Rayman Origins on the Vita that was like that was one where like I kind of that kind of set me off on a whole trajectory of how I'll go about getting platinums where I was going along I was playing it and I'm just loving every second of it and before I know it I'm like at 90% trophies like not even really going for it and so that's kind of where I'm at with with any other my other trophy or achievement hunting is if I if I'm farther along than I I might have realized, then I'll I'll kind of do the cleanup on the last little bit. But games like Uncharted or basically any Naughty Dog game, you finish the game even on hard, and it's like congratulations, you have fourteen percent of the <laughs> trophies on this. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> so yeah, I don't. I and I love those games, but I won't go back to to do what they're asking <laughs> for those no.
1: platinums. I have yeah. enough games. like we said, we I have games on my shelf I've never played. I'm gonna go after those games instead of trying to trying to kill myself trying to get a trophy.
0: Yeah. It's kinda nice like when you have games like Oxen Free 2 where you can put in five hours and you get like seven hundred points on Xbox. So
1: See that's sweet.
0: Yeah, I like it. I mean it's the thing I like too, like they Playstation and Xbox are clearly going off in just totally different directions. I like saying platinum way better than a thousand points like i like xbox has to figure something out on on how to you know when you when you fully complete a game and get all all the uh gamer score attached to it there has to be something like you just even now i'm like stumbling on how the hell to even describe it like you just say platinum on and it's literally the same thing on both sides but xbox is putting a lot of their focus it looks like in the the leaderboards which i love that mm-hmm. you can quickly see what compared to all of your friends, what people have been up to lately, and and how many points they've gotten in the last thirty days. So it gets that it gets and in, taps into that a little bit. So, but they I think they've got kind of like just a a small missing piece on on Xbox's side, but they've got another another part of it that is better than on the Sony side. So I just love owning all consoles, man. Me
1: too. I, it's it's like really, really nice. Yeah, <laughs> I like having variety. Totally. I, if you had to pick, if you had to choose one or the other, which one would you choose?
0: Between PlayStation and Xbox?
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. So we're playing gun to
0: the head, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. Because otherwise, if I don't have a gun to my head, I don't know that I would actually choose. It's hard, man. Like you know, The big thing I was talking about before is uh, the fact that I have been able to swap out or, or in, increase my space with an external hard drive on the Xbox is a huge, huge thing for me. Um I don't know. It is such a toss up. I feel like totally copping out and saying 3DS and I'll just play Fire Emblem until something else comes out. But uh <laughs> I I think I'm going to have to say PlayStation 4 and I'll only because I'm playing Borderlands 2 with my wife and we're we're doing a little co-op on that, which is pretty sweet. But there's really there's so many great things on both sides and so many horrible horrible things on both sides (laughs) that yeah (laughs) i don't don't know both are really awesome Uh, i i might be one of the only people who prefer like the user interface on xbox Um, really eh? i actually think is better
1: oh i can't stand it
0: yeah i know i think i'm the only one um
1: i find it so confusing
0: i just yeah i don't know it just just clicks for
1: me but yeah i think i'm weird I like its integration with Windows 10 a lot. Yeah. And how easy it is to switch. Mm-hmm. But I just oh it's, I find it there's just stuff all over the place. I I don't know why you can't customize them. Even on PS4, I'd make some tweaks. Yeah. Just be able to customize the way my games show up and stuff like that and what's on my main page would be very ideal. Well, that's kind of why I like Xbox and the, like even
0: just with this latest update you can you can customize your pins really nice and easily, and and you can create your. This is not brand new, but you can do your custom backgrounds, and I don't know, like and and the way that, um, like I like being able to quickly access my friends just off to the side. There is really neat. Uh, I don't know. If for me, it just it just seems to click. The one thing that doesn't really work, I think, on both sides. There there's positives and negatives to both, but um, when you record gameplay. With Xbox, you've got like that 30 second time limit, and mm-hmm. play which is great for like Call of Duty and some of the more Twitchy experiences. And like, yeah, did you see that? Um, but for games where you might want to capture a little bit more, PlayStation's kind of the way to go because oh, yeah, it's the so default, much easier. like 15 minutes or something,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and it's so much easier to upload online and just kind of live stream, yeah. it's far simpler,
0: yeah. Streaming is nice. I still like. I get really frustrated with just if I take a screenshot on PlayStation, and if I want to share that um, anywhere else, it's it just seems like kind of a pain in the ass. Unless I'm unless I'm doing it directly there. Like with with Xbox, you can go on your phone, you can grab the screenshot from there, and then do whatever you want with it. Um, but yeah, you're kind of tied to the PlayStation Four. Which I don't know about you, but I'm not doing a whole lot of tweeting from my PS Four. So. I
1: sometimes do, but then I realize that no one cares about those tweets. I know, right? <laughs> those, are, those are lost tweets. Yeah. Because just... you don't want to. I, I don't like typing on controllers. It's that's so what I annoying. mean. That's what I mean, yeah. It's the worst. So, yeah, the, it'll be a very short tweet and short lived. Yeah, well, such is the nature of Twitter.
0: But that's why we have beautiful podcasts where we can explore it's these true. topics, right?
1: Exactly. What are your upcoming projects, my friend? I am. Let's see. What do I got coming up? Um. In the near future, getting my E three kind of details underway would be oh. nice. Oh. Yes, I've never been. I want to. So this will be my first year. So you're getting your shit in order and and get your yeah. application in. Yeah. Uh. Near future would be just finishing the Street Fighter V review and finishing the Far Cry pri- Primal review, um. And then. I mentioned a bar earlier in the podcast, um, mm-hmm. that has all these super Nintendo games and N64 games. So looking at working with them to, uh, host a few events and just, you know, meet the community of gamers here in Toronto. I love that. That is yeah. awesome. Get, you know, beers and whiskey and old video games. That's like the perfect mix. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so that should be fun. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, I don't know when the timeline is on that, but I think it'll be pretty soon. I like to get you know going on projects asap. Yeah, man, you're a busy guy. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. That should keep me busy, keep me out of trouble,
0: <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, um, I I convinced my wife to go down to kind of funny live, um, and what is that in May? So we're gonna go down do a trip to California. We might even like f- fly into San Francisco fly to anaheim do a couple of days at disney and then fly back home so nice so we'll see but yeah usually we do a uh, uh the comic con in san diego the tickets came and went and we just kind of passed it up this year we went last year and cross it off the bucket list and i think that'll be it for us
1: but, yeah eh? yeah we... i love disney i love disneyland so much oh yeah it is the happiest place on earth it really is like anybody who goes there and just
0: has a frown on their face like just just quit life there's nothing <laughs> there's nothing else for you i don't think i'm just kidding i, I shouldn't say that. i really shouldn't joke about that um yeah man well i i'm glad that we had a little extra time this time to chat i didn't yeah, mention this is it great. yet because uh we lost the last time that we spoke but i had to race off to a soccer game and and now being uh recording on a tuesday um i had a little bit more time so yeah man is there anything else that we didn't ever get get
1: around to or talking about oh i don't know i feel like i'm talked out i feel like i need to refill my water all right yeah me too and you you probably want to play fire
0: emblem well i've been i mean (laughs) i would be lying if i said i wasn't kind of like looking at the corner of my eye
1: at this 3ds that's sitting over there so yeah man one last time where does everybody find you on on the internet everything is brock mclaughlin at except the website which is brock d for my middle name mclaughlin i gotta change that but uh i'm working on it working on it i think that brocked is
0: like kind of like a punked kind of almost like a verb so i'd stick with <laughs> it i I quite like it
1: see you get brocked brock star it, it rhymes with a lot it works i'm sure
0: yeah man that's great so twitter uh instagram facebook you got... youtube and we're friends on the xbox live and playstation are the same yes nice. everything's the Super same easy. yeah it's great
1: yeah it's nice
0: all right man yes. well ah, oh, that's great thanks so much for talking to me thanks so much for having me being with us and for joining in on this conversation. What a great time I just had with Brock McLaughlin. You should check out his website, barakdmclaughlin.com. Of course, that's not how we say it. It's just how I spell it. It's one of those conversations. It's the whole reason I love doing this podcast. Everything you heard was pretty much from where we started. The guy, he's just, just a scholar and a gentleman. So a great, big thanks to him for being with us this week and again, thank you for gracing us with your presence. Thank you for listening. And if you're still here and you like what's happening with this podcast, please, even if you like it a little bit, even if you only like it a little bit, subscribe, tell a friend, find me on Twitter at Sean Capri, that's Sean Like Connery and Capri like the pants. And let me know what you think, good or bad. I'm I'm here to grow with you and to just continue doing this podcast because I absolutely love doing it for we the nerdy.com. Oh, and we have an email too. We have we WeTheGamercast at weThenerdy.com. If you don't want to communicate publicly through the Twitters or the Facebooks, uh, hit me up on the on that email. You can do some we can do some questions. Maybe you have some topics you want to talk about. Either me or I can bring up with a guest or if you wanna be a guest, the show is nothing without listeners, and the show is nothing without guests. So if you're one of those people, then I really appreciate you. And everything you do. Let's talk about the content you're making and how you're getting in on all of this stuff. Um and send me your fake sponsors like this one. This week's episode is brought to you by kickingthebucket.com. You've all of, you've all heard of the bucket list. Maybe you have one. If you're like me, you might want to go to the Super Bowl. Or maybe you want to take a trip to the moon. KickingThebucket.com is your bucket list curator. You just type in your crazy, do-it-before-you-quit-it ideas in the easy-to-use user interface, and bam, all the logistics are taken care of for you. Flights, hotels, bookings, tickets, instructions, want to go scuba diving in Antarctica? Some people might call you a fucktard, not kickingthebucket.com. At kickingthebucket.com, there are no fucktards, only emptied bucket lists. That's kickingthebucket.com, kickingthebucket.com. Not a real sponsor. We The Nerdy is sort of a sponsor. It hosts this beautiful community podcast, so be sure to go there every single day. Bookmark it. Have a look at the articles. There's tons of stuff. It's not even just video games. Comics you didn't even know that you wanted to read. Lots of great stuff. There's another podcast there, too. Game Over Man, one of my own personal favorites, hosted by Sean Messler, writer at WeTheNerdy.com. He was on episode 13. So... Lots to do and check out over at WeTheNerdy.com. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for checking out the website. Thank you for reviewing and rating this thing on iTunes and everything. I know that's asking a lot. If you do even one of those things, you have my thanks. Anyway, this has been Episode 17. It is now in your ears. Thank you again for listening and have a great week. We'll be back next Monday. Bye.